Welcome to another edition of Practical Reliability, insights on the practical implementation of holistic reliability, brought to you by Reliability X, the DNA of success. Hi, and welcome to this edition of Practical Reliability. I'm George Williams, and with me today is Sunil Kamarkar from Asset Analytics. Welcome, Sunil. Hi, George. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. So, uh, this is an exciting day for me and an exciting shoot for us because, you know, data and analytics is something that folks are hearing more of, that they are, that they are, you know, everyone's asking for information and folks are challenging with that. And your organization certainly specializes in the space of analytics. So, most of our conversation will deal with that. So, I guess, why don't you introduce yourself first and kind of tell us what what Asset Analytics does. Sure. Thank you, first of all, for inviting on this shoot. Uh, Myself, Sunil, uh, we have been working on the asset performance management driven by analytics for almost over 17, 18 years. And over the years, we have worked with large, large companies. And we learned a lot along the way from the companies. We established a lot of best practices the methodology on various aspects of performance management driven by analytics. So uh, we have a lot of library of content. Uh, We have uh, folks that are specialized in data analysis uh, and uh, we, we help with the implementation as well. Excellent. Outstanding. So for folks that aren't sure what analytics is, what, how do you define that or explain that to folks? Okay. That's a great question because in the industry, that word is kind of overused for the last few years. Earlier, it used to be just reporting. Then it was business intelligence. And the last few years is analytics. So what we see at Asset Analytics is uh, the word analytics encompasses many things, which means you do all the operational reporting, what you need to do your job, what you need to communicate with others, peers, your seniors, all that. And then you need to have something that will measure your performance in terms of efficiency as or effectiveness. So, And then you will have something for predictive, predictive analysis using your latest technology. Uh, in many cases, people assume analytics is just predictive analysis, just statistical analysis, machine learning. Uh, I think that's just one part of the story. When you put all these things together, uh, I think that's that's a much more holistic approach to analytics uh, driven asset performance management. So Sunil, so when, a, when an organization is getting information, is that enough? Is that what analytics is? So if I set up my CMMS and, and it's capturing data, does that, and I, I spit out a canned report, does that mean I'm doing analytics? Uh, that I think is more a reactive type of situation where people are running a report just to do a specific task. That's not really helping with the overall program level analysis or understanding how well our functions are being executed or how the processes are set up or how people are leveraging this. We are at a large company for doing same task. A planner will, three planner will use different ways to get that information. So if you're getting an analytics from the CMMS system, yeah, that's just one part of it. It's what we call it as more as an operational 
type of reporting, but that's not covering other aspects of the analytics. Your metrics, your indexes, your uh, overall trends, your uh, any kind of predictive modeling that you might do, or look at things from a holistic picture at a program level, at a function level, etc., for which you, you, the CMMS alone cannot be sufficient. Mm. You need other data sources. Uh, just to take a point in case, if you're trying to do planning scheduling or just labor utilization, you want to know what your time and attendance data look like. Mm. And to do that, you will have to go to time and attendance related you know, data source. Or if you are looking at any kind of downtime analysis, you may not capture that in in the CMMS system. So you may have to go to some other uh, sources, maybe an MES system or a SCADA or some sort of an IoT sensors, etc. So folks have many systems, uh, whether it's the CMMS or whether it's their SCADA system or whatever they're using for operational performance. Does that limit your organization and what you can do? Like, in other words, are you are you only focused on the CMMS or can you get data from other areas? And Actually, uh, we think that the performance management, CMMS is just one small piece of it. And that's just addressing maybe the reliability side or the maintenance side. Right. But if you look at the overall asset management performance and you want to look at the whole life cycle of the asset, so some data might come from engineering, how it was spec'd out, what was the design capacity of that particular piece of equipment or the line or the system or the process. Now some of that will come and as part of engineering you might have other specs data that might be useful. Right. The bombs or what goes went into the installation of that particular system. Uh, then there is other MES data which will have all these operational data, how an operator was operating. And if you really look at a simple example, how well you drive your car will determine how well the car is going to uh, perform. So if you have a teenager and you have a more steady older elderly person, then the car performance in a similar situation may differ. So we believe that getting the data from the operational data is equally important. Uh, even if you look at uh, all the other sensor data, the condition data or a meter data, all that can really add because some of the cost elements are also not stored. All the operational costs typically are not stored in CMMS. Right. So our company specializes in bringing it all together. And I think that's a critical point, you know, right. that we're in asset management for a reason. It's not to take care of assets for the sake of the assets existence. It's because okay. it has to add value to the organization. Right. And the CMMS in most cases you know, while it may house the installation costs and you may be able to determine current value and some other things, generally speaking, it's it the performance of the equipment doesn't sit inside the, I, the CMS and the value it's bringing to the organization doesn't sit inside the CMS. I, and so your organization brings all those other things together so that you can see true performance, not only on the equipment side, but in a lot of areas. Agreed, agreed. And if you really look at an asset performance and we just break it down at a much higher level of the organization's objective, typically you will look at throughput. You will look at capacity utilization. You will look at mm -hmm. the cost per unit produced. Right. I mean, I'm talking about the asset management related cost. I'm not talking about the raw material or whatever. Or whatever, if you're processing million gallons of water, 
what the asset base is costing you to keep up with that. Right, right. Or you have a quality of service. In some cases, if you are producing something, then obviously quality of the product. Or if you are providing service to some other organization, then the quality of service. So if you look at those large, and the, the big another thing is the risk side of it. Right. The environmental side, the reliability, uh, the business discontinuity and safety which is again a very very big item in the whole ehs space and the government compliance so all of that pieces really is what we consider is the end game of asset performance management those are all lagging indicators right. that's why the assets are there in the first place we are there to operate in such a way that it makes a business uh, successful and to be successful, you got to take care of risk and your cost and all your practices. So to ensure that there is a continuity and there is a reliable operation. So I think there's a lot of data is available, but it's, there are a lot of companies are thinking about it, but that's a, that's a difficult task. And worship you have, you know, there's some admin that sits in your plant someplace who's pulling spreadsheets from 15 other different people and they're trying to compile, you know, whether you call it your balanced scorecard or you're calling it your, your monthly metric data or whatever it is you're calling it. There's this one person who's the expert who can get all this information. Yeah. And, and when that person leaves or gets promoted or something happens, that's all gone, right? Yeah. And so, and True. so, you know, True. you got to replace that so, with something that's much more robust. In fact, you can call it in the reliability terminology. You can call it as that single point of failure. If that person leaves, that's right. All the knowledge, everything. And I think there is something more to that. I think that's how most organizations kind of look at it. But we at Asset Analytics have a little different view. We believe that whatever analysis that we do has to be repeatable. So if I'm doing something for planning function and I have 10 sites and 40 planners, whatever that analysis is has to be repeatable to be used by another planner. So you have, it has to be repeatable. Yeah, yeah. It has to be scalable. So all 40 can use. So you, you, you built in these best practices that can go across all this. And the last thing is it has to be sustainable. So you can't just do analytics for sake of analytics. And uh, we also saw that standardization, simplification, and automation really goes a long ways. So you don't, to your point earlier, somebody does all these Excel, spends what, six, seven, eight hours a, a week or a month, and you add it up. And if there are 20 planners, they are also doing that stuff. And they put it in PowerPoint, and there is, you know, you can always, there are other challenges, the data integrity side of it, yep. validity, and, um, we, we have seen even to run your meetings, your monthly or a weekly meeting, you can really, really drive it using analytics and the set of reports that can really get it structured. So all the information is at one place. There is nothing he said, I said, I think, I will. Data is data, right? Data I mean, is data. You, you, perfect. You can't dispute that, right? It's information. Absolutely. But, but to... To add to that, a lot of organizations struggle with the data quality. Uh, yeah, and I, you know, one of my one of my questions for you is really, what's the biggest one of the biggest challenges that you see today? Right. I would imagine that that's one of them. Right, I, I think that is one. 
But I also think when I do a why-why analysis, why companies are not using analytics is so obvious. And why are they not using it? So I found, I did some exercise and, okay, so you do why-why. So why? Because uh, they don't have access to data or they don't have, and why do they don't have access? Because it's scattered all these places. IT has is busy doing other things and that requires a special project, special investment to bring it all together. Now, why are they not getting that investment? Probably the the MNR folks are not able to convince the business case around. I think it's so. I agree, and I think it's an even bigger issue, right? So, so before uh, analytics and data historians and all those things, the people that engineered the project and built your your um, um, uh, your drawings. Gave everything addresses. Right. That didn't really translate into your CMS. It did, right. and may not even have translated into your SCADA true, system, true, right? True. So now you've not, got, and it's not in your ERP system. So right. everything is named differently at the sure. plant because there wasn't really a, a desire to consolidate all right. that information, right? Yeah. No one ever goes back to right. fixed data. Like right. that, if, if we install a brand new CMMS system and, and mess up the data structure piece, no one goes back to fix it. I, I did. And so at this point, it's a, you know, the hard part is you got to justify it, right? It's a big right. spend. And, right. but look at it like this. You're designing the equipment to achieve 85% OEE and realistically you're getting 30. Right. You're getting 30 and you have no information on where to drive improvement from right. and what right. your, your area of focus is. And one of the ways you can find that area of focus is through analytics, but you've got to structure the data in order to get the information, right? I, I absolutely agree. You brought up an extremely important point. Many a times people just do things on their judgment, their past experience, and there is nothing wrong. We at Asset Analytics believe analytics is a tool as a management tool to drive change, find opportunities for improvement, find areas that that are systemic problem that can be resolved and can be addressed. And all of that, you cannot do it with a single view. You, you gotta have a very concerted thought through, mm -hmm. thought out process to analyze something. And I, I think a lot of companies feel short. So to your earlier question, why are we not using it? Uh, of course, we are not able to demonstrate the value of it. And we look at just the maintenance cost or reliability cost, and we are going to save 2% and 5%. That doesn't add up. Mm -hmm. What I think is people are missing is the big picture at the business level, throughput, your capacity utilization. If that's what your company's business is looking for, cost, CPU, all of those little things can add up. Yeah, because no just 2% increase in production can just take care of the entire maintenance <laughs> budget. Most companies have 2 to 3% right. as their you know, asset base and mm -hmm. that sort of. You can increase the life of the asset. I mean, you, there are a lot of these other benefits are never pro portrayed to the leadership. And then I, I, I would also th argue that the leadership is also focused on something else. Uh, and that requires a special belief that Analysis is a tool to make informed decision. And if that doesn't come from top down, from a management, it's kind of hard for uh, MNR professional to make a case. And that's one thing. And we also think the, there is a gap between the user requirements and what IT can do. 
So a lot of these projects are driven by IT. Most of the CMMS is owned by IT. Yeah. And they are trying to service these internal customers and they, the classic thing is, tell me what you want, right. I'll build it. And I then think we, that, you know, it, and that's a problem systemically everywhere, right? It, uh, and, and it's not a downfall of IT or a downfall of the business. It's the downfall of the communication between the two. It's, Absolutely. It's a, it's a function of training. Right. If business understood the IT project process better, they would do a better right. job communicating. Right. If IT understood the business better, they'd have a better understanding right. of what those requirements mean. And there's a gap, you know, holistically. I, I totally agree. We believe the good recipe of a good analytics is there are four things are must and at the score of all this is is your asset management strategy your practices your planning execution all of that but to support that there are other four pieces we believe in the analytics team should understand the uh, data models very well the source data what are its limitations what are the good things and the bad things what are the data quality? All of that is part of that understanding the mm. source data. You go to the next uh, pillar, we believe, is the uh, knowing the BI and the technology, what can it do? What we would what do does is, BI mean? Both okay, business mean. intelligence, okay. Uh, reporting, yep. analytics, all these so tools the, and technologies. Yeah. So whatever the, the organization owns, what can it do yeah. from an analytics So if you are an SAP shop, you may have business objects or right. business warehouse. If you're a Maximo shop, you may have a Cognos or right. BERT or Power BI. There are a lot of tools, SaaS and R and so many tools are there. What we think is knowledge of those tools is equally important because you want to be laser focused on how you want to deliver the input. And the third thing we believe is really the data sciences part of it. How the data needs to be structured, analysis needs to be structured. So it gives you uh, ability to make a decision, make something that is and identify outliers, identify systemic issues and things that need immediate ascension and then how can you make it smarter. So that's what we consider as the knowledge of how data sciences can be used. And the fourth pillar is the business knowledge. Uh, and that is, I'm talking about asset management business knowledge. Yeah. What goes into asset management? What is the reliability? What are the nuances of it? How do you find systemic issues in the processes? So if I'm trying to improve labor utilization or uh, I'm trying to do schedule compliance, there are a lot of these schedule breakers. Are we addressing that? Right. So all of these nitty gritties is not easy for a non-practitioner to identify as part of requirements. And that's where I think IT struggles. So IT will do that job. Oh, okay, you told me what I want to do, what you want. But they're not going to ask any questions yeah. around, well, why are you asking, why are you looking for that? Right. How can we get down to really understanding that fact. issue? Right. And, and, you know, you know, not to be a more of a commercial, but what your organization brings, and I've worked with Sunil for a number of years, is really bridging that gap, is really an understanding of, you know, I come in and say, okay, I, hey, I need analytics on storeroom management. And you're not just going, okay, what are your requirements? Let me write a report. You're right. saying, here's what we've already done in the past. Let's right. take a look at that. Right. What are the issues you're facing? Let me understand those. Let me give you some some consultation and how you can make sure the data quality is there, how we can report on it. You're bringing a different level of understanding 
then if I go to my local IT guy and say, I need a report written. Right, right. And I think we have seen in large companies, they have created all these processes where, okay, you tell what you want, it goes into a queue, and then whenever they get to it, they try to do it. I think that doesn't, that's a piecemeal approach every time you will uh, think about something else. So our job, to your point, our library on the toolbox has a lot of data models, but that's the IT and technical mm. side of it. But if you really look at the business side, we have a lot of different use cases, over 600 use cases on variety of topics. How do I improve reliability? How do I improve my planning and scheduling? And how analytics can be aligned to improve that? And that's, I think, is is missing link. Uh, and nothing uh, nothing against IT. I think the Arctic, the way business, and also we have seen another interesting thing. A lot of end users don't know what is possible. So they kind of look at it in a simplistic way. Sure, they, they've lived in the same four walls. They haven't really looked outside. So maybe they're not up. You know, you have a lot of clients. You go to a lot of places. You learn a lot of things. You're bringing an education with right. you as well, right? right? An understanding of what, what's happening out in industry and, and approaches folks are using. Um, where if, you know, for whatever reason, they haven't really right. looked outside, right. they just have the, the knowledge that sits in, in their seat, right? I, I agree. And and they have all good intentions. Oh, yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, but, yeah. but sometimes, you know, they, they just don't know what is possible with the data and what is possible with the tools and technology they have. We think that the next revolution is going to be visual management using analytics, which will be a great tool that will help you. So you have a, some sort of a broadcasting yeah. ways by which people get more timely information. I'm not just talking about the IoT sensor based. I'm talking about more systemic issues that only a data analysis listener can go and find these anomalies and kind of yeah. feeding you that type of insight that type of alerts. So what, what I need to do as a planner, what I need to do as a reliability engineer in spares, what do I need to do? So a lot of these smarts and intelligence can be built. So in today, unfortunately today, what we are seeing is a lot of uh, maintenance and reliability folks are spending way too much time in building Excel and building some sort of report. Yeah. And they're not using to make a decision and take action because that's what their primary job is. Their job is not to compile all this data and make it. I look at it like this. You take training and then you have to apply that learning, right? right. If you don't apply or there's no application of learning, the training, you in theory, you could say added no value to the company, right? right? Data is the same way. Data is giving you knowledge. It's giving you understanding. It's giving you information. Right. If you don't apply that information to make things better, Right. then essentially that was a waste, right? Right, right. And, and, and the, the, I don't think it's necessarily the inverse, but the other way around to see that is if you, let's say you're buying a CMMS, right? And the first thing folks want to know at your management level is what's the return on investment? Right. Well, in and of itself, there is no return on investment. Right. And if you set it up incorrectly and don't have good data quality, you've lost that investment anyway. Right. The whole investment piece of a CMMS system doesn't occur until you take action on the data that you get out of it. And so when you implement a CMMS, it should be structured around what do I need out of it and what decisions will that make? Right. And and you can build it, you can put it all in great, but if you don't actually take the analysis right. and don't take the data and then, then make the improvements, right. 
again, you've lost that ROI, right? So it's a, it's a similar. I, I totally agree. And we have seen so many installations of CMMS across large companies, small companies. It's really at the beginning, the mindset was work management. The mindset yep. was. It's a filing cabinet. Exactly. Yeah, right, system right. of records. <laughs> yeah, and there yeah, was yeah. never a thought of these things can be leveraged. Just look at it. Large company, maybe if it's a $100 million uh, MNR budget, probably 60 million is, and I'm, I'm going to pick a number, 50, 60 million is going to be just on labor cost. All that is part of that CMMS and yeah, 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 that yeah. data. Yeah. So even if you make 2% gain on that, you can easily justify whatever else you want. Yeah. For questions on this or any other topics, email us at ask at reliabilityx.com. This has been another episode of Practical Reliability brought to you by Reliability X, the DNA of success.